This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block here on NFL Draft Day. We're very excited to be with you here, and uh, we actually are even more excited. We have Eric Strickland in studio, uh, coming over from his uh, Florida home up in Nebraska. His uh, One of his other homes uh, certainly played has to be part of it as you played your college basketball here. Strick, how was, uh, how was the, the trip up here? Uh, let's just say... It was a little earlier than my taste. <laughs> yes. But I knew I had to get here to be on the block, so I wanted to make sure I had a, gave myself enough time. Uh, I had a good two-hour layover in Charlotte. Um, and it, it, the lounge, you know, I have, like, Admiral's Club lounge privileges. So oh, I was nice. looking forward to that. But for some reason, they're doing a renovation there, so everybody from the dang airport that had Admiral's Lounge privileges was at that specific one. So oh, yeah. it, it took a good 10 minutes to finally get in. But when I got in, you know, you get you a little a little snack, sit down, got a chance to do some work, check out some news that we can share right here on the block, get oh, some yeah. things handled, and then get on the plane and close the eyes and fall asleep and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. That's not too bad. I did my a little traveling myself. I was actually in Vegas at like 1.30 this morning um, as we, you know, I had to, I had to stop because I was tra- traveling for Los Angeles. So we're both, uh, we both maybe chose uh, weird times to travel. But... You had to go Southwest. That, <laughs> That's, you, yeah, you, we you did. You had to go Southwest yep. going through Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but if I had if I had thought about it, I maybe it's stayed there the night i, I forgot that I, I didn't look that i was there the day of the nfl draft i could have stayed there although i'll say this about the draft and it's draft day we're all excited i don't want to bum anybody out but it, it's hard to pick out like the game changer of this year's draft right you, you if i was yeah. like to say 10 years from now i was there when aiden hutchinson got drafted i don't know if that's going to mean a whole yeah. lot you know yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird it's it, it's not going to be the kind of drama that you're used to having uh, it's not going to be the kind of thing where you'll see a guy drop in 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 on the board and you're and you're amazed shocked, yeah. that he failed that far and that this team was able to get him I, I don't think you'll be surprised by any of that I mean you, it's like you're saying you kind of know what it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson you know there's probably going to be three or four quarterbacks that are going to go maybe three in the first round um you know you you kind of have an idea of where things going to set the drama in in this draft is going to come from the trades Oh yeah, you know where you're looking at the Debo Samuel's type situations, and you're looking at other people trying to make moves where they may they may you know throw some trades in there. Um, this is not a conflictory area, but it's a conflict of interest area in that the Cleveland situation is really starting to ramp up, and there, there's a lot of 
back and forth banter with you know attorneys and oh, that's yeah. all that's all money grab stuff you know oh, i'm just gonna do this i'm gonna waste some money <laughs> and i hate that that part of the deal but yeah so they you know the uncertainties there is there something they do Could are, baker what are they still traded? gonna do with baker yeah, yeah so there's there's that situation, kind of how that's going to play out. Being that now there's a lot of uncertainty that rests in that Cleveland uh, organization right now, knowing that they they don't know if they're going to have Deshaun Stevenson for the full season based on those those depositions he may have to do. Yeah, and I, it, that's going to be fascinating to follow all along because Cleveland, you know, it, it, it may be, you know, with Odell there, I, no longer there. So, you know, it's not as good of a roster maybe it was two years ago, um, but it's still a, a, a roster that with Deshaun Watson, if you plug him in, if, you can, if he can play, um, you know, that's expected to make a pretty big run, and that division's pretty open. So um, I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think Baker Mayfield, that, that's kind of one of the questions I kind of have entering this draft is, do you do you take one of these rookie quarterbacks? Do they have an, uh, an uh, too much of an upside to beat Baker Mayfield's upside, or would you just trade for Baker Mayfield, who you probably can get on somewhat of a cheaper contract compared to what you would think you know you would get at his level at this point, just because of what's gone on? It's not going to be a rookie contract, right. so you know there are benefits of taking a rookie there too. But like I don't know the 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 the, the talk about like Kenny Pickett is is this like Pete Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett going to develop into a better quarterback or since he spent eight years and got his doctorate at Pitt, you know, it wasn't that long, but it felt like it. Is he, is this the best of Kenny Pickett? And uh, maybe you have to kind of ask yourself, does, does like Baker have a whole lot more upside either? I mean, he's about 25 years old or whatever it is, but you know, when I think of uh, quarterbacks in this draft, if, if Baker, as he currently stands, was in there. I think I'd take him over all these guys. Like Sam Howell, I I like, but I think his like upside is Baker Mayfield. I I, I think that's that's the crazy part about it, right? Because it's very possible that a Kenny Pickett could pan out to be a Josh Allen. Oh yeah, I mean it, you I never mean, know. With these you never things. know. I mean he has a solid skill set. He's got a you know big arm. I don't I I, I don't want to say he has tiny hands though. Tiny hands. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Joe Burrow had small. I, they hands, say he though. can still make the throws, but even his hands is a half inch smaller than Joe Burrow's, which is crazy, right? Yeah. But you know, in, in the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, Kenny Pickett is very capable. Um, I think you want to make sure you have a solid line to protect him. You don't want to have him Jacksonville situation like right. what's going on there Trevor with Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence yeah. right? You, you don't you don't want to just totally just pretty much like Texans <laughs> back in the David Carr. You know what I mean? Never had a chance to get Never his career off the ground. There and then now he's thriving. You know what I yeah. mean? So those are the things you don't want to do. You you if you do it, you know you want to definitely put him in a situation to to. I'm not saying o- over excel, but to at least thrive where he feels comfortable and he can, you know, have some comfort back there without feeling like it it's <laughs> it's it's the end of times and 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 all the <laughs> the missiles and the bombs are falling and there's nowhere to go. Right? Yeah. That's that's the part that you don't want to throw him in. Well, and that's what this draft seems to be more than anything. And again, I don't know if there's absolute studs. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau has been the man um, since he was a high schooler. There's questions about his um, you know run defense type of ability, but the way that the NFL has turned into such a quarterback league. 
somewhat heightens the wide receivers in this draft because it's a really good wide receiver draft. I think that's probably the best uh, loaded position. Um, but it kind of also heightens the, the importance of the tackles and, uh, and the edge rushers. And that's kind of what we're going to see at the top of this draft a lot is, you know, maybe that's where you see Aiden Hutchinson at the top. You know, you have the, the tackles on the other side with Charles Cross and uh, Ikim Ikwanu from North Carolina State, Evan Neal, uh, Mitch and Kayvon Thibodeau. And then there's, you know, if you look at... Uh, uh, Mel Kuyper's latest draft board, he's got Trayvon Walker from Georgia being the top pick. And I, I don't think that a Trayvon Walker is the best player in this draft. I keep saying I think Kyle Hamilton might personally, I think, is the safety from Notre Dame might be the best player in this draft. But it's it's about position. And so that's always fun, too, is when you get into this and, you're, and your team's on the board – do you want to take the position you need? Do you want to take the best player available? Um, yeah. There's always, you know, kind of that argument there. Obviously, you don't want to get stocked up at some positions like quarterback. It doesn't help you to take the best player available if it's a quarterback. Um, but, uh, you know, that can be exciting, too. But at the same time, like, as I, I got my Cardinals pants on here, so I was a Cardinals fan. I, I can kind of think back to plenty of times where they've taken offensive linemen high. And you always kind of go, okay, well, that's a safe pick. And, you know, that that's that's good. It's not sexy, but they definitely need help on the line. They have as much boomer bust as anybody. Yeah. I mean, the offensive linemen can can be just as terrible, uh, even if they're picked this high as some of these other other busts. So, um, you know, it's 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 just kind of crazy what you have to fight through. I'm always more of a like best player available guy. If I need a position, um, unless it's like. You know, unless it's like a obviously a huge need, but I think like free agency is where you get you fill in your your depth and, and your positions of need. I think you take the best player available. I, I think it's your skill, your your high skill positions. It, it, like for example, in, in in the Debo Samuel situation, right? Some teams like right now, it looks like there's some some teams that are pressing for that. That's another segment of discussion, but I'm not going to dig into it. But but I just want to make it as an example. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to look at whether or not those high skill positions is worth what you have to give up in order to acquire it based on what you have to pay in order to get it. So with that in mind, that's when individuals begin to look on their draft boards, watch for drops, find out if somebody that they that they've been kind of throwing off on or saying they have no interest on kind of falls to a number for them that they don't feel they have to reach for. I mean, I, teams, I don't think once you get into a certain position, don't want to reach and go get something yeah. without some feeling of, of assurity that that person's going to pan out. But if something falls into their lap, that's where in those skill positions, that's when they look for a means by which to acquire them, build some depth, maybe bring something in in the free agent market on a more of a shorter term deal, and you don't kill yourself as far as your salary cap where you can still mix and mingle other pieces that you may have need of or you want to fill. That's where I think it comes into play. So you'll probably see it at cornerback. You'll probably see it um, at running back. You'll probably see it um, definitely at the quarterback position. You'll see it at the wide receiver position. If they can do that, if something there is interesting to them, that that four-year rookie contract looks a heck of a lot better for development than it does to try to get somebody who's looking for the big bag. Well, and it's interesting, too, at the running back position, 
Um, you know, th that seems to be the, the way of the NFL now. I think years ago, maybe Kenny, Kenneth Walker would be a uh, top 15 pick um, based on what he showed at Michigan State last year. Now you're seeing him and Brees Hall, just unbelievable college running backs who have the skill sets. They look like they're going to be, you know, maybe pro bowlers. Um, but they're, they're second-round projections because it, it, it's <laughs> you can, just kind of weird. You can weird. get them. You yeah. can get them at three to five. Yeah, or, and yeah like there's, there's plenty there's, more running backs there. Because there's six-rounders that – that came in, filled in, did some things. There, there's the the Pollards t out there. Oh yeah, that can easily take over. You know, you could easily wave if you're the Cowboys. If you want to save some salary cap, and you, you yes, you love Ezekiel. Yeah, I'm surprised but, they stuck but, with him. But you got Pollard there, who's yeah. very effective. Definitely out of the backfield. All kinds of, of uh, you know. Schemes that you can use him with. Some games better than Zeke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's very explosive. He hits the hole a lot quicker than Zeke. Um, those types of those those running backs are out there, and you can get them. You can get them from three anywhere from even actually from four to six. Yeah, you can get that kind of guy. Get him in, sit him behind, develop him up, give him an opportunity, give him some touches in a game, maybe eight to ten. Let your other guy get your, you know, 15 to 20. And if you're throwing the rock, then, you know, those yeah. may be just a little bit more uh, skewed and a little bit different. But, yeah, it's available out there. So you don't necessarily have – unless that person is just – you know, and look, he wasn't even that coming out. But I'm just going to say, like, a Kamara. Oh, yeah. where I mean, where your eye test and everything on film and everything that you saw in his stat sheet – says he's like Alvin Kamara. I can go get him in the second. Yeah. And that's but that's that's where they're like peaking these days. It's the second. Uh, yeah. very rarely we'll see an Ezekiel Elliott drafted just because of all the um all the busts that have been up there for one. And then the other thing is just the availability like you were going through that you can, you know, you can get those type of players in the second to, to you know fifth round. Um and it's kind of a, a raw deal for the running backs, right? I mean, because then they get paid on the rookie contract, which isn't as mm -hmm. good. Everybody in pro sports is looking for your second contract. Um and then by the time their second contract comes up, it's like, well, you know, you're still good. You might even be an all-pro level, but we're just going to take another guy and pay him cheaper. Such a pass-happy league. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out because I think I love Kenneth Walker. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl running back, um, but you can wait till the second round, and um, that's why I kind of get excited for the second, you know, second day of the draft, um, certainly into the later later part of it. The first day is exciting too, but it just takes so long to get these picks off the board. <laughs> now you know why I didn't choose football. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like it's starting to kind of shift now. I think the new CBA for basketball is going to definitely have some type of clause in it that's going to say if the fans are paying for like if you were in Cali and you wanted to see Kawhi Leonard and he's healthy and he's just sitting on a bench. Yeah, there, there's probably going to be some clause, a sit out, a, a sit out clause fine. Now, I don't want to say it's a fine, but a sit out clause mispay. And you and you only get a certain amount of those days. I'm I'm sure sure they're gonna should, throw, yeah. they're gonna throw in. You get two days of of that. If if it doesn't show you have injury and you stay injured, and we find out there's a hefty fine. Like I'm talking about not only game but some heavy fine. So I, that's starting to shift, right? Um, in from from so from NFL where you basically can be cut. That's what scared me from the NFL. I was just like. 
Okay, so you mean to tell me I'm getting my blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, I got injured for this team. Oh, I came back and played. Ooh, my shoulder's banged up. Dang, maybe CTE's, CTE's banging my head up a little bit. I just signed a big deal, $70 million, Got 30, 35, Yeah, 40 you don't up. get the guarantee. But man. they're still out there. Okay, then they see a young player that came in. Oh, they like him a little bit better. Oh, we're going to cut straight. Yeah, get the heck out of here, man. No, sir. I don't want none of that smoke. So that's yeah. why I said no negative. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be interesting. It, and you you don't have any uh, any thoughts about playing? Uh, you know, having made that choice. So when come around NFL draft day, you might, might think, hey, that'd be kind of cool to be a part of. No, it really it really did. I think it was an awakening moment when I had that that AC separation on my left shoulder, which is my shooting arm. And when I had that, and every time I would, you know put a stick on somebody or hit somebody really hard and I get that crazy stinger and if you've never had a stinger where your whole it's a scary thing it gets real hot in the joint and your arm literally is just hanging until you can finally after a few minutes get some feeling back into it it is it is the craziest feeling it's like I don't know if it's a neck or some type of jamming of the of the it sends a total just shock down your arm. It, yeah, no, those, those are fun. I was like, I don't want yeah. more of that. <laughs> I was gonna have who who wears the who who used to wear the big neck braces for Nebraska. I oh yeah, get, Carlos Polk back in oh, the day. Polk, I remember he yeah. had one. So yeah. I would have had to I would have had to wear that because <laughs> it was like if my head went a certain way, it would it would do it. Oh yeah. So I would definitely be. Well, f- football players are crazy because, like, the best case scenario for these guys getting drafted tonight is you have a twelve-year career, right? I mean, you make all that money, but you know, if you have a twelve-year career, you're having like two of those years cut short with like a broken leg or something. The like you, you, you have to like four. plan for your alley. Yeah. The average is four, and it's creeping down. I think. Big injuries. You know, no, and, and, and so. It, well, it's such a big league, so there's so much turnover. So guys do maybe make it, but at the end of the day, this is why I still believe that even though the USFL is about to fall off a cliff. Those ratings took a hit ratings, after the first weekend. Boy, yeah. um, Quarterback plays <laughs> rough in that league. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, even though that's the case, I still think – that some form of USFL, XFL merger needs to create a space for a lot of those guys that are on those um, practice squads just to get some run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're practicing, they're working right now. Yeah, they're doing – there's nothing like that live work that you can really work on your skills and, and put them to the test in game situations. So uh, that's the way I would like to see them to be able to have a draft of these types of players. But the problem is they're contracted to them. If they get injured, you know, that would all have to be worked out. There's so many pieces that would still need to be worked out. But if I'm to see a connection to it, that's the way I would like to see it. Yeah. And that would definitely bring more interest too. If you're like, if you're a Bengals fan watching, Oh, that guy's on our practice squad. Let's watch, you know, three or four of our practice. You can sell that right. Right. You can actually mark that. That's a marketable thing right now. There's really nothing marketable because they're not tying it back to a city. They're not tying it back to college. There, there's, there's no tie, no emotional tie to these these specific teams, and they're playing in the bubble, basically, right? The outside in bubble in Birmingham, <laughs> the, bu- the bubble, the Birmingham bubble, <laughs> right. right? The BB, and I just can't imagine, even if you are a fan. 
BBL, and I'm not talking about what the women do. I'm not. Talk, I'm talking about the, the Birmingham bubble. bubble League. But can you imagine like planning a trip to go to Birmingham to watch a game? I can't see it. I don't see it, bro. I'm from Alabama, my boy, <laughs> and I don't plan on going back through there like yeah. that. You know, what I mean, I mean, you'd have to be like passing through town to want to yeah, go to a game. You know, man, it's uh, not necessarily a... driving through by going on my way to Texas or something. No, yeah, no Birmingham's not a destination city. They should have at least put their bubble in, you know, Vegas or something. I don't know. Man, they could have put it in Tampa. Yeah, or put it in Jacksonville, or 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 put it in a South. I mean, not South Carolina. But Atlanta or, yeah. you know, put it somewhere where some people be like, yo, I'm going to go through. Yeah. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to be able to see some friends. There's other things to do besides a, go to the USFL you know I mean? game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if I want barbecue, you know, put it in Memphis. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they. I, I just. I. We. We've. Uh, we've long been uh, doubting the USFL, and we're not alone. A lot of us do, um, because this. The, the history of those leagues is not. We. We say the NFL stands for not for long, but it certainly certainly has stood the test of time compared to the other leagues. Uh, so uh, that's kind of fun. Uh, before we get to it, I. I asked uh, Nate. I guess you guys kind of already ran through this. What do you expect from the Huskers in the NFL draft? Obviously, not necessarily tonight. I don't think you're going to have a, anybody sneaking the first round, but um, you still have. A, I, I think the. Uh, a lot of a lot of the prediction would be a Cam Jurgens, maybe Cam Taylor Britt, first uh, Husker off the board. Um, so here's here's my my ceilings. My ceilings would be Cam Taylor Britt around the sixty four to seventy five range. Cam Jurgens ceiling around seventy one to ninety two. Uh, JoJo Doman ceiling. 193 well you know what i'm gonna go a little bit lower i'm gonna go 95 to let me 100 to 193 there you go <laughs> 100 to 193 his his ceiling and then i'm gonna go samari to ray his ceiling is at about 220 to 240 for me no 230 yeah their their floors i got cam probably at a floor of about 115 to 129. Yeah. I got uh, Cam Jurgens about 139 to 155. See, uh, floors. Yeah, they, yeah, this is the worst drop. part. JoJo Doman, I got him at a floor probably about 210. And that's only based on his injuries. So about yeah. 210 and he's a to older. 240. He's pretty more still in the range of where he can be a, a ceiling and a, and a floor for him, I think. He could actually jump up there if somebody really likes I him. I could see that, to that yeah. The lower half of the third round, if a team really likes what he does, being that he has great cover skills, I just think his age, I think his injuries kind of just do is a hindrance. And he used to be bad like to be a twin. Right? right like these positionless now that's valuable that like adds value it's right. not like you have to the only part is like which room do we put him in when we're, we're working out but other than that it's like this guy you can you don't have to take him off the field and that and and, and special teams you know oh he's, yeah he's gonna be he's better, special teams especially guy. effective there i think i think austin allen probably falls in the uh I think I think he probably falls in the 250 to 270 range, maybe 300. I'm hoping for him. I've I've seen a lot of mock drafts without him included. Yeah, and 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 then you know you got the others. I think their 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 ceilings are going to be around 550 for Damian Daniels if he. But I think they're going to go undrafted. To be honest, yeah. I think Damian Daniels. I think Ben Stilley. He'll be a five five ninety ceiling, but. Um, I think he'll. They'll probably go undrafted. Somebody will pick him up, bring him in, and see what they can do. 
And then, you know, the safeties, obviously, and Deontay Williams, Mark, uh, Mark, Markel Desmuke, and yeah. uh, Levi Falk. I think they're just going to go undrafted and probably just go and try to get on the practice yeah. squad. And Deontay I feel kind of bad for because I think if he his injuries didn't pile up, he's a big hitter. He might have had a chance to get drafted, but it's just too many injuries for him. Yeah, that, it, it, listen, it does pan out. I mean, it, it, especially in the draft side. Like, somebody, like somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah, somebody's gonna take. Oh a yeah, give a shot. For him. He's gonna. Give and a I shot. hope he makes it. I mean, you know, but I just remember even because like, he had an injury history going into this year, and when he injured himself this year, it was like he got a pick. If you remember, and just when he landed down, it was like straight and fell straight over, and you're just going no because you know that what it meant at that moment mm-hmm. for how much you know with his injury history, he just couldn't afford another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like on track to be an All Big Ten safety, so yeah. I think that yeah. definitely could have helped. And I think I think somebody might get you know. Hopefully, injuries have uh, uh, will be a thing of the past for him because I think somebody can get quite a steal there in the undrafted category there. I think Ben Stilley's another guy. Um, pro football focus always loved him. Not, not necessarily a guy that um, put on a huge, you know, a lot of tape as far as like sacks and tackles for losses and a lot of numbers, but uh, he did always eat space, so I'm, I'm interested to see what he does. Like I said, um, it's crazy because we watched Austin Allen for years and thought that's an NFL body. He didn't run a very good forty, and I yeah, think that ultimately like killed him. Yeah, yeah. Killed him. and then he was like billed as six eight, and then never, <laughs> never like when they actually measured him there, I uh, didn't live up to that either. So um, I, I, I hope for him. I think you could see like a Hunter Henry role in the NFL with him, um, but just it's no just separation. Yeah, he, I think he's going to be a good zone guy where he can get in, sit in, good red zone guy. Uh, but I, I just just with how good the safeties are these days, how good those nickel guys are, uh, he just can't create separation. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even show me. He was schemed very well um, in a lot of the big plays that he was able to make. The the just just the routes that they they schemed were just yeah. They fit perfect for whatever the defense coverage was, and and it was enabling him to get big breaks. Yeah. That's the way I saw it. Mean, it was the Big Ten the t- tight end of the year. Yet when I look at, again, mock drafts, haven't, you know, as far as the top 20 tight ends, he's not even in the list. So yeah. I don't think he's going to get drafted. It's unfortunate. He's got, uh, you know, he had another opportunity. A lot of these guys, Damian Daniels, Austin Allen, Cam Jurgens, all could have came back. Um, one guy that was early on not projected to get in, you mentioned him, Samari Toure. He's had just about every team visit him, it seems like. He's really built up his draft stock. So I think he will get drafted. I mean, running a good, good, good low 4 4. Is is solid. I mean, because Samari Toure's best when he was in the slot. I mean, he yeah. had some good. He's not going to get over the top of you. He's not, he, by no means a Tyreek Hill ish type player, but he can get in the slot and and make things happen because he runs good routes. And he's only going to get better at that. Um, he's going to get stronger. And so I think at his size and his ability at that at that at that that that, that space that he is in. He'd be solid for a good slot guy. And I think, like, historically, we're going to look back at him at Nebraska. He's going to, you know, you could quickly forget him if he doesn't make it in the NFL because he was here for one year. But not a whole lot of guys put up those type of numbers. It was on the 3-9 and team, so that's always going to hurt him. But he was... This is the key part of keeping you in a lot of those games. Almost a thousand yards. A lot yards. of big plays, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does. And the, the draft altogether, I'm, I'm with you. I think Cam Taylor-Britt, Cam Jurgens, and JoJo Doman, along with Samari Tour, will be the drafted guys from Nebraska. And uh, I think all those guys have a pretty good chance at a, a long career in the NFL. Uh, NFL and Nebraska's got to be able to do that. But you never know. I always kind of think back to Vincent Valentine being drafted in the third round. Uh, most mock drafts had him in like a sixth-round dra- draft prospect. Everybody said he shouldn't have came out. And then 
Bill Belichick, of all people, reaches on Vincent Valentine. I don't know if you would say that was the, the greatest pick overall as a third-round pick. He, he was all right uh, for a few years, but I, he didn't have as long as the NFL career. But you never know in the NFL draft is is the uh, is what I'm trying to get across anyway. Uh, it is Thursdays. That means it's uh, one of our favorite segments, Thirsty Thursday, coming up next year with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. That's coming up next year on The Block.